We need to hear about it. Nah, Vegas was just crazy. You right? Okay. Welcome to season three of Fola Culture. Man. All right, she is I, and I am her, Fox Steph, here at the spot Wynwood in Wynwood in the 305. And today, we are blessed with the presence of, well, hey, you might want to hide your grandma, because the grandma. wolf of South Beach Damn, that's your is grandma. in the building. Shit, your grandma? <laughs> he don't want to, but I don't know. I, I, the little red Riding hood story, I don't know about the wolves. It depends on grandma pockets, and if grandma looks like mama, or older daughter. How's your summer starting off so far? Is it technically summer? I don't, I think don't know yet. My summer's all year round. We live in Miami. Right. Miami never played by the rules. I got to ask how, how other people's summers are because it's summer all year round. Right. Well, how is the, you know, technical summer starting off for you? So far, so good. So far, so good. Now, you're a busy man. It I, appears so. I try to be. It appears that you travel an awful lot. I do. Like, did you just leave Cali like an hour ago? Like, what's up? I was in L.A. and then I just left. I just came back from Vegas and landed and came to see you. Fola. Fola. No jet lag. I'm so used to it. The only time I get jet lag is when I do like Dubai or like Germany mm, or like sauce Russia talk. or something. Ooh, when he does Dubai. That's when, that's when the jet lag comes in because it's, it's a 16-hour flight. California, yeah, four hours, I can deal with that. I have to ask, okay, you said a 16 hour flight. Ask me real questions though. Like ask what you wanna ask. I'm asking all that, but with that 16 hour flight, cause yeah. I really wanna ask that. Uh -huh. How are you handling 16 hours? Um, <laughs> I sleep a lot. Oh, you sleep a lot. Okay, how many hours of sleep should you get? Cause Steve Harvey said you shouldn't be getting eight. You mean in life or on the plane? Um, period, in life. He said you shouldn't be getting eight. I don't know if that's something we should go by, but... I don't, I don't sleep much, though. You don't? No, and that's because of different timing. Like, with everything that I do, you still have to be up on East Coast time and then stay up later enough for the people on the West Coast time to handle business. Oh, my gosh. That is too much. But I'm sure it's kind of exciting. It should be exciting, right? Or you're just so used to <laughs> when it. When the check comes, it's exciting. Exactly. Well, we appreciate you kicking in with us today. Not, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world. But I'm here with you, because you is she and she is you. Hey, doing it for the culture, all right? Now, um, Memorial Weekend just ended, but did it just end for you yesterday? Because it seemed like you've been going, going, going. My life is just one big day. So I was in Miami on Friday, L.A. on Saturday, Vegas Sunday till Tuesday. And what were you here. doing in L.A. and Vegas? Um, you LA, were like booked for something? Yeah, I do. I have a residency in Vegas. So when I in Vegas, I go residency. a day before and I go to L.A. So I did a party in L.A. and then we did the rest of the weekend with um, at Vegas with, who was it? I think it had City Girls, Ross, Baby. In Vegas. She was in Vegas. I saw um, young Miami in Vegas. It's the kid's name. A Boogie, uh, Blueface. Okay. There's a lot of people there. That was we a just catching them out. What was the name of that event? Or um, it was just a yeah, it's, it's called it's called Light, which is the the nightclub, and then there's Daylight, which is the day party. So, Light holds about three thousand people. Mm -hmm. Daylight, the day party, holds about twenty five hundred. So there's a lot of people in there. Okay. Now, where do you like to party the most? Where do I like to party the most? Before I ask you that, okay. is, is Miami still a Memorial Weekend spot? 
or it done slowed up. No, don't it, lie. No, it's it's slowed up, but you know the powers that be, the <laughs> mayors and the governments and the they with made, all that they extra made, stuff they, they be made doing. sure of that. But now they got two other problems that they need to handle. What like ultra, hmm. rolling loud. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Spring break. No, oh, spring break was interesting, but we'll leave that back in March. Spring break. All right, so no, because you know the the peat like the mayors and shit, they actually run campaigns on how they can stop Memorial Weekend. I watched it for three, four years straight, and so they they put that on us. Or Urban us. Music Week, excuse right. me. They put that on us, but them other folks, they do drugs and have. Very no, illegal things going on. And, no, they do. You know, but I mean, they, they almost made it fair. They moved their ass all the way down on the whole island this right. year. So it is what it is. Tell it like it is on La Culture. All right. Now, uh, oh, but before we move on, mm -hmm. I got to put you on the spot. What? Which place do you like to party the most out of L.A.? Because I think L.A. is, you said you have a residency in Vegas. But in, I see you in, LA. LA a lot. in L.A. So L.A. or Miami? Don't lie. Depends on what I'm partying for. What I what do I like the best? I like Miami the best though. Mm -hmm. You best. I love L.A., but I, I like Miami. I mean, they're two different cultures of mm -hmm. people. Two different cult like the music one's culture. One's fake and one's keeping it real. No, the 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 music culture is different. So right. the same way that I would play in Miami, I don't play that same way in L.A. Would you play a little more techno somewhere uh, in L.A.? Or no, you, you just have when you go to different cities, you got to respect their culture. Right. You know what I mean? You have to respect the artists and you have to respect the culture within that city that's popping out there in that city. And, you know, they have a culture in L.A. Gang culture is definitely one of them. You know, the music culture is definitely one of them. It's, it's just they're different vibes musically, sonically. I saw a picture of you um, at the Marathon store in L.A. Yeah. Um, hmm. How did... Did you, was that your first time there after? At the Marathon store? Yeah, that was my first time over there. But that was after the devastation? Right, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've known Past Nipsey. Five. I've known Nipsey for a long, for a while. Really? Yeah. Um, but it was always one of them things where it was just like, we were always in the same place. We would talk and, you know, I hit him about doing some records and doing some collabs and we were just in and out. But... I pass so many artists at all times. You just you never know when something like that's gonna happen. I don't have me and me and Nip got a gajillion videos together, but we don't have not one picture. Wow, yeah. that happens sometimes because you're just in the moment. Yeah, and I, I mean I've been supporting Nipsey since he came out with Nipsey in the house, and I think that was back in 2007. See, you talking about stuff I don't even know about. This a day one fan. Yeah, that was back. No, not not not. I'm a fan of his music and the culture, but. You gotta understand, like the shit that makes me me at a point for so long is because half of the artists who are at that height, I was with them when they first started. Mm. Okay, now speaking of these artists, a lot of music dropped this month. Megan The Stallion, all like right, that. that thing going off. Uh, a lot of vibes on there, as well as some Miami Heat from artists like Iceberg and Lil Dread. Do you pay attention to? Uh, the oh, Miami I watch. Music I watch. Scene? I watch everything. You watch everything. Everything. I like that. That's, no, no, like I watch. DJ. No, I watch everything. Mm. So I see what's going on before it even happens. Like it, it's it's a it's a lot of people that I regret that I didn't sign that I found. And then there's a lot of people from Broward County and Dade County that a lot of people don't know I had something to do with their whole career. Like even for example, like Zoe Dollars, I found Zoe. Wow, found him. No, found him. 
And then we cultivated the whole thing and we've had meetings together at my house. Like, you know what? We should go ahead. I think the best label for you is Epic. Mm. And we put that into existence and he signed to Epic. Another kid that, um, that I was dealing with that I regret that I didn't sign was Ball Greasy. And what? that's when that's when Greasy first came out of jail. He was like, "Y'all want to do he something?" I'm like, I got right, you. Yeah. And um, but we always had a had a friendship more mm-hmm. on the, than the business side. Um, another kid I wish I would have signed was Kodak Black. Huh. They, wow. That, that slipped through the cracks on some label business. Another kid that um, I tried to sign was XX. I tried to sign him to Epic. And um, at that, this is when he, I tried to. Epic or not right now? Long story, I'm, I'm going okay. to give you that story in a minute. But <laughs> I tried to bail him out of jail. And my ex at the time was like, that's a bad idea. You should bail him out of jail. He's going to cost you another $50,000, blah, 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 blah. So he gets out of jail. He does an interview over at the beat. I call K Fox. I said, I need to get a hold of this kid. So I get a hold of him and the manager. So at the time, they were at Empire. They still are. Um, but I brought him over to Epic. They were going to sign the deal but they wanted $4 million advance, and Epic told them no. Wow. I got stories for days with artists that people don't know I've been involved in for a long time. But this go ahead, continue. pulling strings behind the scenes. You know, speaking of Kodak Black, mm-hmm. something unfortunate happened to him the week of Rolling Loud. Mm-hmm. Um, did you attend Rolling Loud? No. Did you have plans on it, or you were in another city? Nope. You know how you get Mm-mm. down. Nope. No, not. Why are you saying it like that? Um because none of my artists were on Rolling Loud. That's and they should have. Um, you, you have to do Rolling Loud strategically, though. Mm. So it was like, you know, a lot of the people that were Miami artists that were on the show, mm-hmm. they actually booked them early when nobody was there. Mm-hmm. So it was like, at that point, you're, you're being used as a promotional tool. You're not getting real time to perform in front of people to, so they know who you are on your craft. So you know, with that Rolling Loud situation, um, I was just like, if I'm not gonna get a real time on any of my artists, um, we're, we're just not gonna go. I mean, it didn't affect them or not, but for me and the artists that I'm trying to build, I want them to be in the best situation that they can be in. So no, I didn't go. I'm not even gonna lie, you wanna get there like eight o'clock, I mean like around eight, nine, ten is when stuff really. But they put an artist on at three, four o'clock. Yeah. What? So you can post Didn't it? Didn't even get in the shower yet. Still watching Netflix. And and but people were killing a lot of those artists on social media, like even on the at the on the Rolling Loud um, where they were showing it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, who are these people? Why? Why they're they're performing in front of nobody? So I don't ever want to put my artists in that situation just so they can say they were performing at performing at Rolling Loud. It's mm-hmm. not that serious. But if you can manipulate the situation, you know, for the better, you. What happened yeah. with your artists on there? But there's a lot of things that has to fall into play with that. Like, my mm-hmm. artists have to have records out. They have to have an album like out. They have to have, like, a whole album. thing. Because if you're performing in front of two, 3,000 people, four, five, ten thousand 10,000 people, what's the point if you don't got nothing out there? Right. Now, it was crazy. I see. Listen, I went, and on, I believe it was Saturday, but it may have been Friday, so don't quote me. Friday and Saturday, it was a stampede. It was some kind of fake scares. I don't, I, I don't know who scared who, but I guess because we partying with other kind of folks, they just run for anything. So everyone's running. I, I was on someone's bar, mm-hmm. like trying to stay out of the way, like what's going on? And then it just ruined everything. But I went with my boo, my bae, and uh, we lost a phone. 
But we didn't even lose a phone during the stampede. We lost it during Lil Uzi's performance. Mm -hmm. Like, what the heck is that? Like, when Lil Uzi performs like some rock star. I mean, that's, that's what these kids are. They're not rappers. They're, they're the new age rock stars. They new age what? Rock stars. New age rock stars. So I'm glad you said it because I already feel like, I almost feel like there should be a category and genre just for these certain kind of individuals. Well. Who's merging rock and rap kind of. Or all this harmonizing. Well, what I won't do is I won't put them in a genre of music that's spun from our genre of music to make their genre of music more relevant because it's irrelevant. That is smart. And rock and roll has been irrelevant for over a decade. So, I don't, I consider them hip-hop, I, I don't know if I consider, I, I mean, I just think that the older generation doesn't understand what they do as rock star mentality, a rock star personality, but they're still in the hip-hop genre. Of being they rappers. are in the hip-hop genre, but I think we need to start, like, hip-hop, Hip hop or some. Don't man. don't start that old no, people listen, shit because you're about to do it. What listen, you about to say? No, no, no. I'm just saying. You know, it's not fair for artists like Luzi, Luzi, Lil Uzi Vert. Okay. And artists of that caliber who do a lot of like. You about to say some old people shit? Go ahead. No, cause I'm. I'm listen, I'm a middle child. You sleep. Watch. I'm about the to prove you wrong. Say what you gonna say. And I understand the new school fools. Same thing. Okay. But, that was that was an outcast line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. You hear? But yes. Um, I'm gonna develop that thought, a little, that concept, a little bit more. Go ahead. And have you back on the show. But yes, you know that street rap isn't gonna get the same kind of attention and exposure. And uh, yeah, yeah. What is that? Okay. But <laughs> what was it when they told us that hip the hop the hippies of the hippie was bullshit? But I'm saying the people before us, when hip hop came in 1979, it was the same difference. They were like, what is this? No, I like it. Don't get twisted because Lil Uzi Vert is one of my guilty pleasures. Right. However, they just shouldn't, let's just say street rap or grind rap or like get it off the muscle kind of rap, a lot of times to me doesn't get enough shine unless it's a dancing kind of beat behind it or it has a dance. That's why that stuff needs a category. It's hip-hop, but it's a certain kind of hip-hop. So what about MC Hammer? What about that guy? That, he, that was dance music. They, they didn't really consider him hip-hop. They considered him hella commercial. And that was around the NWA days. If he came out today, I would say that. So you would put him in a dancey category? Actually, I wouldn't because he's still rapping. The whole time, he he's not harmonizing a lot, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's rap, all I got right now. But rap was built, hip hop. Most of the records were built off harmonies, though. Come on, we can do this no, unless you don't got enough time. Too much singing. Well, it's been singing. <laughs> but what? Okay. Ja Rule was a sing rapper. No, see, Ja Rule didn't sing all the time. It was part of. What I mean, But he rapped a lot too. He was a singer. But for that, but see, that was, that was. 50 Cent did the same shit. Yeah, but y'all, y'all clowned Ja Rule, but not as hot, what Ja Rule was doing. No, they clowned Ja Rule at the time. 50 clowned Ja Rule at the time, and then did the same shit he did. But hood dudes would be like, nah, maybe I ain't feeling Ja Rule because all that singing. But what, that's what everyone does What now. was hood at that time? 
in that era? 50 Cent. 50, Jeezy? You know what's hood. Okay. Well, it's supposed to be. Okay. All right, you want to, okay, because we could debate this. We, we're going to move on because I would uh -huh. love to do a debate. <laughs> and I'm going to invite my girl, my honey. Next time, you know what I'm he saying? Was, and, and you said Drake, but Drake was really the first one to solidify it. Because I remember when they were like, yo, what do you, so what do you do? Do you rap or do you sing? He's like, I do both. And they're like, well, what do you mean? He's hip hop. But he's hip hop. But he sings. And he raps. I don't care about a lot of singing. I'll say that. I need my dudes to kind of, like, it just, too much singing. That's so all I got. you <laughs> don't like singing, you rap. This I'm is what not you're gonna saying. say I don't like. I don't right. like for the whole genre to turn over the singing rap. But that's and then now we don't even have R and B because no one needs R and B because they singing and rap. What are we doing here? Pull your skirt down. What are we doing? What are we doing? All right. Daniel Caesar's not R and B. Huh? Daniel Caesar's not R and B. David who? Daniel Caesar. I Kalani. Just that name and I don't even care to get into him because as soon as I heard of his name, it was negative in a way that Fuller Culture does not support. Oh, I don't know. I didn't, but I Daniel Caesar has not hit the streets. The streets. Can and I you know what? See, you could tell, tell the streets don't matter to you. Because hip-hop has went so suburb, but the streets still matter. Okay, but what do you mean by the streets still Keep the camera rolling. What do you mean by the streets still matter, though? You know what I mean by the streets still matter? Like, that real stuff, that not gimmicky, just trying to rhyme with the last line and talk about nonsense, money, chicks cars what happened to the part about the grind they like they may talk about it the tinsy wig i used to eat mcdonald's now i got steak in the in the car hole i don't know what they say like they'll tell you how they went from this to that but they never like really spend more time on the grind and hustle like they used to in hip-hop that's why everybody want to just rob and stuff they want to get to the good life because that's what's being talked about in hip-hop now the good life no journey Kat, let me tell you a story since we're talking about Lil Uzi Vert, right? So before I ever even knew who the kid was, I was DJing in the club. And you know DJ Drama? Mm -hmm. Of course. So I've, I've known Drama for years. Drama walks up to me while I'm DJing. He's like, yo, you got that Lil Uzi Vert? And I'm like, who? I don't even know who you're talking about. He said, okay, and walked away. So what that made me do was call one of my friends. He goes by the name of DJ Infamous. That's out in Atlanta. I said, Inf you ever heard of this kid named Lil Uzi Vert? He's like, yeah, this kid is cracking in Atlanta right now. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, okay. So when you say people haven't went through that street grind, that was the street grind that they went to before it got put on your radar. You understand what I'm, I'm saying? I'm not saying so, they didn't go through it. Right. Of course they went every, through it. The I'm talking about they need to talk more about it. The, 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 topic, the, hot, the topic is I'm better than you because I got more money than you. I got these chicks. I got the money. I got designer. I got the cops. Right. That's right. just about everybody. We need to have more variety. Get back to the real. Okay. okay. But, all right, before you move on to your next question. Yeah. But isn't that how hip-hop was built? Hip-hop was always built on, I'm better than you. Hip-hop was always built on competition. competition. You can go to your next question. Competition question. in different ways. Okay, I guess you killed that. We're going to come back. We're going to come <laughs> You need to come back on the show. We're going to do this. I study, <laughs> I study this shit, though. <laughs> I study, like, it's what I do for a living. So I, I study All right, it. now, just to remind you, we are at the spot, Miami. The spot. The spot, Wynwood, excuse me, in Miami. Yeah. Uh, now, you know. We got a couple of drinks. I'm not gonna say what kind of drinks, mm -hmm. but you, you good or you good with your yeah, water? Yeah, I'm water. Okay, he's a water guy. 
All right, that's why he's in Miami. Even though they got some champagne, some Now, who are you currently bumping? In the car right now, don't lie. Not honestly, the people who pay you. Honestly, the, I swear, <laughs> I was on my way over here. I, I listen to my own shit. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so tell us about your own thing. You, like, I listen, you talking about the project you dropped in April? Um, no. Or something else? No, I, um, I, listen, I listen to a lot of my artists. Because um, I try to critique it. I listen to... Wait, your artists? Yeah. Okay, so tell us about what's going on here where you able to gather artists up. Well, I've been, I've been doing it for a while. And then um, even with the Epic situation, when I was... got brought, Epic wanted me to come on as an A&R. So that's when I was bringing all those people to Epic. That's one of your Epic. hats, A&R. Yeah. And okay. so after that, the president... Well, the person that was at Epic, he left and became the president of Rock Nation. And he brought me over there and asked me if oh. I wanted an A&R deal or did I want a joint venture deal. I told him I wanted a joint venture Aren't deal. Aren't you glad I had a nice, uh, <laughs> a nice relationship? So when he glowed up, he just brought you on but over. But that's, that's what the... I mean, he, he was the person under L.A. Reid at Epic. Oh. And then yeah. L.A. Reid left, Sylvia Rohn took it over, and then he left to be president of Rock Nation. So he's, he's a big wig in the music business. And actually, you know, the crazy shit is he was my neighbor here. And I never knew that he was even in the music business. He's really? like, yeah, I used to be a neighbor. I'm like, oh, okay. And Shoot, where would you live? That's when he gave me the when he gave me the joint because I brought Epic a lot of stuff and a lot of artists. So once he went over and made that movie, he's like, okay, so go get some artists and you go ahead and figure it out. We got some money for you. And so I gathered a kid from Broward. His name is Ocho Sneak, um, okay. Dominican kid. He's really dope. Um, I acquired. Hey, he, he raps. Yeah, he's Every, a rapper. You, all your artists at this time, they're in the uh, rap game. Um, yeah, Ocho Sneak signs a Rock Nation. He's a rapper. Okay. Um, you brought him along. Yeah. Wow. Uh, signed Pilly May to Rock Nation. Pilly May. Um, and then I signed another girl named Shannon Rivera. She's an R&B singer. Tyron Vasquez. He's we from need Philly. Some more he's an R&B singer. They R&B, R&B. You said Savannah what? No, no, not Savannah. I love Savannah. I tried to sign Savannah too. <laughs> I did. What happened? I didn't think she was. I didn't think she was ready at that point. Mm -hmm. But I think she's ready now. Like I, I look at. Like I said, I watch everything. I look at Savannah, and she's young. I think she's like 21. Maybe she really? probably be 22 now. She's she's a baby. But like I'm, I'm watching her grind and how she moves by herself, and I really, I really like Savannah. I I'm just heard her on uh, Iceberg. She's really dope. Mixtape. So. And then um, Tyron, and then I also have Frank Castle. Um, he's signed to Traction, and um, I got another girl named Belly, and she signed to Traction. You said Belly? Mm-hmm. I, I think I came North, across North her. Miami Princess on Instagram. Yeah, I came across her. I need to check on her a little mm -hmm. bit. Okay, okay. That's what's up. So they're assigned, all of them are signed to Rock Nation? No, only Pilly and Ocho are signed to Rock Nation. Shannon's going to sign to Epic. Um, we're working on Belly. You just have to find the right fit for them. So you the, you're the guy on the low. No. You're the go-to guy. I just, you don't want people to know. I just, make, <laughs> I, just make, I just make the move and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because sometimes when you get into those things, you're like, oh, they're signing, they're signing him. Some people don't necessarily want to see you advance mm -hmm. in the next thing to do because you can only DJ in front of niggas for so long before you try to take it to the next level. And that's the next level, me being a music executive. And that's what I've been working on for the last five, six years. All right. Now, brah. It all, it all started when I did a record called Get Paid by Young Dolph. And when he sent it back to me, I absolutely hated it. 
and he was like, well, can I use it for my album? And I'm like, yeah, you can use it for your album. And I never heard the second verse until he actually put it on his album and I had my name on the second verse. But yeah, I made that record with um, Reezy Renegade. Getting paid, young. What? That is the club. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Do you also make beats? No, but I am a producer. Okay, okay. All right. Now, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. All right. Let's talk about your foundation, you know, before everything started blooming. Now, you are originally from Ohio, correct? Correct. But you've been here long enough to be considered a Floridian, right? It depends on how you want. Do I? I'm, I'm from Ohio. Um, you visit often? Sorry? Do you visit Ohio often? No, I don't, it's too cold. You've moved on. Yeah, it's too cold. I mean, but I've lived in, I've lived in Ohio. I moved from there, moved to Alabama, then I moved oh. to Memphis. When I moved to Memphis, that's how I met Yo Gotti. When Yo Gotti first started off, I was Yo Gotti's first ever tour DJ. Back in 2005, six. Wow. Um, You've been putting in work back in 2005. Yeah. How old is somebody that was born in 2005? <laughs> <laughs> that was 14 or something? I don't know, do the math. I'm older than I look. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, I, you know, melanin, you know all that. I started with I started with Gotti in 2005, and then that's that's uh, which all translates to shit. That's I'm tell you a story. So Gotti, I'm like 05, 06. Then I moved to um, then I moved to New York. I worked for BET. <laughs> I worked at Rap City the Basement, and I did the Center. And then I oh, moved come from. Oh man, it's a legend, right? Let's clap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Then I moved from there and I lived in Louisville, Kentucky, where I was the youngest music director in the country. You the love video. traveling. And then I moved from Louisville to Miami. And that's how I got here. So What's I've been your here. longest relationship? You, like girlfriend relationship? Mm. Oh, the mother of my child. I was probably like four years. Four years consistently? Oh, yeah. Once I was okay, over, that was over. Uh, I'm just asking, because you just moved from city to state and city. I'm like, nah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here now. I'm the little going fake right. psychology major I got. Miami, got Miami is like, home. Hmm, does he have inconsistency issues? Yeah, Miami, no, no, Miami's home. <laughs> Only thing I'm consistent in is work. Put it in. Get it in. All right. Now, was college into play? Or you never? Yeah, I went to um, Alabama A&M University, HBCU. Is that where you? Started thinking of being a DJ? Oh, no, I've been DJing since I was 12 years old. 12 years old. I started doing radio at 14. Wow. Yeah, I started doing radio at 14. I've done, I started serious radio when it first turned on before the XM merger, and I went over to XM. I've done 40, you ra- part of everything. 40 radio stations at one time, syndicated. I've done the Russ Park Morning Show for years. Oh, so you've been a radio host? Yeah, I've, been, I've done every single thing in radio ever. Talent. I taught Nasty I taught Nasty how to be on a microphone before he was a DJ. Right. So before like me and I helped Nasty do his air check and everything when he first when he was just DJing. When I went to ninety nine jams I was the only person that could do both besides Khaled. Wow. Oh my gosh. Ah, coach. I'm about to start calling you Coach Peasy. Entice now, all of them. Now real quick, what is a E Feezy? Oh, wow. How did you, what? What's an e My favorite rapper is E-40. Right, currently that's your favorite rapper still? That's, he's my friend now, but that, <laughs> back, back when I was growing up, my favorite rapper was E-40. I think I met him when I was like 16, maybe. And I was like, yeah, my DJ name is going to be e because 
my first DJ name was Mach Six, and then I changed that to no, be Feezy. No, hold on, Feezy. what? Don't say it fast. Yeah. What was it? Mach Six. Mach Six. Yeah, because I was watching like Speed Racer one time, and Speed Racer's car was named Mach Five. But I was better. twelve. <laughs> I wasn't gonna be right the first time. What influences or experiences like drove you to be a DJ? You know, that's not so common. Well, I was a basketball player. So I was all American in high school. Um, actually, the reason why I went to Alabama A&M in the first place is because I wanted to go to Duke or North Carolina and be oh. in the ACC so bad. I never signed my letter of intent until like the week of. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna just go do a year in Division One at Alabama A&M, and then I'll just go and to another school. Well, I think the, see this bullet hole right here. The first three weeks of school, I was oh, at a you party own that. Somebody sh was shooting at somebody else in the crowd, and I caught a bullet hole right here. And the doctor Wait, said I couldn't play. Crowd, like, while yeah. You were no, no, no. I was at a house party just being a freshman. Them house parties, child. I thought it was yeah. just Miami. Yeah. I done ran from many of and shots got, in the air. And got shot. Oh, my gosh. That's how. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that made you. That's the only reason why you stopped the whole path on. Basketball, to basketball, yeah. I was DJing in college anyway, but. That was like, all right, well, I'm gonna just do this full time. Cause I was doing like, I was doing radio, but I was doing like teen clubs and shit when I was first started DJing. But I was playing basketball, so our parties were popular because we were ha we happened to be the best team in the city, and people would come to our parties after the game. Uh, and then How did you feel? Like, were you miserable when that happened? No. First of all, obviously, it's not a happy thing. But I'm saying, as far as your basketball dreams, like. Nope. You was just like, okay, gotta move on. Everything has its expiration date, and I've always been taught that. Drop a gym. So once they were like, you can't play, I was like, mm, shit, well, let's move on. Yeah. What is it gonna be next? I don't know. Just like, and it was like, oh, shit, well, I guess I'll just DJ. So now I'm at that point again where it's like, okay, well, what you gonna do next? Well, let's try to be a music executive. Let's own a couple companies. I own a company called Salt, which is a um, music consultant firm which we do everything that. that a major label does, mm. except we don't give you advances or budgets. <laughs> All right. Now, did you celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Yep, I was in Las Vegas. Okay. Are you Hispanic? I am a nigga from Cleveland. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's like a, when you move to Miami, that's no, like a question. That. Seriously, like I had to, like, when I moved here, I was like, everybody's like, so what's your background? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, everyone's I'm, Yeah, black, everyone's everyone. like Haitian, Jamaican, Puerto Rican, Dominican. Are you Dominican? No, I'm just a nigga from Cleveland. Nah, did you? You're hilarious with that. <laughs> like, like, I want to get a shirt. <laughs> All right. Um, now, okay, so you threw me off with that. Now, you just that, now, but did you celebrate Haitian Flag Day? I do, because I got a lot of Haitian friends. That's good. I was going to say, you can't celebrate Cinco de Mayo and ain't celebrate no, Haitian Flag Day. No, of course. I got, I got a lot of Haitian friends. When I first moved here, it was a lot of Haitian people that I was my protection when they tried to extort me. Did you ever people. hear of Haitian Flag Day before moving here? I've only heard of, I thought only Haitians lived in Haiti and New York. And I know that sounds crazy, but the only Haitian person I ever met was in New York. Wow. Okay. And then I no, I don't mean I'm not trying to sound funny, but then when I actually went back and did my history on the Haitian culture, I was fucking amazed. Right. Right. Uh, of course. You know, especially how they tried to blockade a whole entire country 
because they couldn't get what they wanted from them. So, and also, they didn't know that, you know, they didn't want the slaves in America to know that you can free your own shit. That needed some silence. All right. Now, hey, because, you know, this, that conversation can go deep, which um, I want a conversation on the history of Haitian Flag Day mm -hmm. as well as the whole slave trade and all you, that and, 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 on here. And with that, but also you should look into, there's, there's a documentary on PBS about um, Haiti and Dominican Republic. Watch it. Amazing. And what? About their bond that isn't so cute? What the, the Dominican <laughs> Right, <laughs> alongside with each other's history. Mm, okay. And if you believe in the slave trade, then you can do something on that if you think that's real. I think we already been here a long time ago. This man is more than a DJ, all right? Now, if you think that a nigga who thought the world was flat can gather a boat, go from Spain or Portugal or whatever, go pick up some niggas from Africa and bring them to America on a land that they didn't know was theirs and didn't know was theirs. No, nigga, we been here. I like you. But go ahead. <laughs> You let them folks Full tell you what they culture. want to tell you. Don't let, them, don't let them folks tell you what they story and what they don't, want them to do. Oh, you have a did African ancestry. No. Nah. Because you're not, about to, you're not about to strip me of my, of my heritage and culture and then tell me I got to pay for it to go get it back. They oh, can keep what you know it. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to pay you to get it back. You're not about to take my culture, take my last name, give us your religion, and then be like, yo, you know, you can pay for this. If you want to know where you came from, I'm good. What? Okay. <laughs> Y'all looking the African ancestry. Wow. All right. Now. Ancestry.com. Yes. Did you see that commercial they did with the with the slaves? Listen. With the white with the I white guy. I said African ancestry. I ain't say ancestry.com. And yes, I did. I'm just see saying. There was a commercial where it was supposedly a black woman that was a slave right. and a colonizer or a right. slave master. Oh right. my God. They tried to romance slavery. They tried to romance slavery like, oh, we're going to run away. Da, 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 da. And then it's supposed to give you idea, the idea like, hold on, that could have been a story like my, my ancestors, you know, the... I might be, this is why I'm maybe mixed. Listen, no, they can't do it like that. We ain't no. doing it like that now. I mean, They're not gonna romance uh, slavery like y'all wasn't raping folks, take, breaking families apart. Listen, y'all mm. know the history, or do y'all? Shoot, because they don't even teach it like that. We yeah. could go for that for hours. Yes, we gotta chill. <laughs> we gotta chill. All right, now, where, where are your parents originally from? Cleveland. I knew it. Okay. I'm just playing. No, they're, they're, my dad's from Cleveland. My mom's from Dayton, Ohio. Nobody came from the South? Grandma? I mean, I'm sure we got folks in Alabama some fucking where, but I don't know about them. Okay. All right. Now, is breaking records important to you, or is that not a part of your plan? That's all I've ever done. Through the A&R thing? No, through being a DJ. DJ. Really? Yeah, that's all I've ever done. I mean, I mean, like... <laughs> It's you, been, but do you do it? Do you break records on South Beach, though? You mean, are you speaking of records or Miami records or what type of records are you talking All about? All right, okay, you make it Because we specific. can get into this whole thing if you'd like to. We can to. do it. You want to talk about Miami records of first? Course. Okay, so let's talk about Miami records okay. when it comes to South Beach. South Beach, you have Thursday to Monday, right? 
So Thursday to Monday, you have a week to get your shit out and get it moving and get it rolling, right? So what y'all call across the bridge, if you don't have, and, and within anything, if you don't have your promo shit right, if you don't have where people can reach your records and get your shit, then it don't matter if I play your records on South Beach or not. Right. Now, if you come across this bridge, then you have people who stick here, and you only got a few places to go, a few strip clubs and two clubs in Miami, on this side of the bridge. In Miami. Right? So... Everybody's always like Atlanta this, Atlanta that, Atlanta this, Atlanta that. But yeah. you got to understand, Atlanta has about five, six, seven clubs. They got a thing called the um, AUC, which is four historical black colleges all in one circle. You have four urban radio stations that play hip-hop at one time. And you have clubs that are outside Cobb County. Right. Here, you have five or six clubs on the beach, give or take, with people that's always coming in and out, so your records can't stick like that. And then you have a few clubs that you can, that you can do up here that the records stick. That's why the sound is so different between this side and that side. It's not that people don't want to play the records, but if you don't do yourself a favor by coming to the club with your friends, and when I play your record, that shit turned up, and these out-of-town niggas would be like, well, shit, them niggas is turned up, so what is this? I can find it on my phone. What is this? And then some of the artists are so discouraged to even come on the other side, because there are some other asshole artists, I mean, asshole DJs who don't play records, but at the end of the day, you can't be afraid to do it if you want to. Do I think that you need South Beach? Fuck no. I don't think you need South Beach to, in order to be But it would be that. nice. Other races have South Beach. Okay, but let's think about everything that has come out of Miami that artists in Miami don't understand because some people are so stuck in just what they see here. So in the freshman, double XL freshman, the, this the one that was last year, mm -hmm. not this year, we had... Four, four or five artists from Dade and Broward County on there. They're just not the ones that you know. So you had Wi-Fi Funeral. You had Smoke Perp. He's from Miami. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. You had Low Pump. Ski Mask Slum God. They're all from here. You, you had X. The, the sound is here. People just don't understand it because they're so used to the artists that they know, not knowing that these little young niggas is the niggas that's cracking. Uh, matter of fact, um, what's the kid name? Um, um, fuck, Denzel. Denzel Curry. Now I did a record with Denzel Curry with 808 Mafia five years ago, and niggas are just now catching one. But do you realize these same artists that you mentioned that were on XXL, they all have something in common. They have a similar sound that's not necessarily Miami. No, but see, that's the problem. No, it's, the pro why, why we can't put our culture up on the commercials? Because they're, the sound has changed okay. sonically. Okay. The sound has changed sonically, just not to what you're, that stick and move sound of what you're used to. It don't have to be sticky. They brought that Broward, Day County, young nigga sound, that's their sound. They, they, they from here changed the whole entire game. All also, of them niggas are from here. They also be on some weird stuff. And you know what I'm it's, talking about. It's weird to That's, you. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. And I don't care what it is. 
Right. Maybe on some weird other stuff right. that's not necessarily hip hop founded. It's more like rock seeks. Rock seeking, like on the low, you gotta be honest. Like, I, if you like from Denzel, some of all of them, like they be having like this little rock vibe to it. And my we can have that, but they don't need to be the only ones making I've, it big just because they got the weirdos. No, 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 I've watched you. Can I ask you a question? How old, how old are you? I'm an OG millennial, okay? So, with you being an OG millennium, I would say probably. I'm going to give you, from the way that you're talking to me, you were born in like 87. Oh, too high. Too high? Too high. I'm too. the last of a dying breed. Okay, so in the last of the dying breed. 89. Eight, so, <laughs> 89. So let's even, between 1990 and the year 2010, hip-hop has changed a lot. But there's always the people that were the culture at that time that made the culture, which were the kids. Like if you were born in yeah. 80, if you were born in 89 or 90, it's no longer your culture. It's no longer my culture. It's their culture. The tastemakers are the niggas who, were, who are 14, 15, 16, 18, 20, 21. Those are the tastemakers. Everything else doesn't matter. So You should know more than me, but I no, think the tastemakers is college though. 18, 19, 20, 21. Oh, I I thought I heard 16 or something. I started at 16. Oh, okay. So those are the tastemakers. Everything after that doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter at all. So when you like, oh, it sounds numbers like... Numbers wise. No, I mean, when you say it sounds... Those kids are doing numbers. But they started from somewhere. You, these kids started off with nothing, putting their music on SoundCloud, because there's shit out there and there's, there's porters out there that our old asses don't know about on how these kids... Gather the way that they use SoundCloud music. By the time, that new. by the time, you say what? SoundCloud is not that new. Sound sound is not that. SoundCloud, SoundCloud is not that new. But I'm I'm saying for the kids who are, I mean, these kids that are now the culture now, the rappers. They are not the culture. They are the prime. The culture is everybody. You're talking numbers, which is a large. I'm, I'm, it, it's important, but it's not. I'm the talking. Most I'm talking. Thing. I'm talking about kids who come from a grind and they promote to the tastemakers that are within their culture age-wise. And these kids start off on SoundCloud because A, these little niggas don't have enough money to buy Apple Music, to buy Tidal, yeah. to buy Spotify at the same time. You're talking about something that's three, four, five, six, seven dollars a month for a kid that's 16, 17 to 21 that can't buy a fucking hamburger. So what do they do? They start, they grind off on SoundCloud. Trust me, because I, I step my old, back, old ass back to study this shit. So now all these kids who come into a place like The Spot and it'll be a DJ set the fuck up over there and it's 20, 30 niggas over here drinking at their age, listening to they shit, it's because they are the culture. By the time it reaches us, it's already old. By the time it reaches us, they don't even want to hear that shit no more. They're like, who's next? It's just, it's, and, and that's why festivals like Rolling Loud, and they have Rolling Loud, and they have Ultra. Musically, sonically, in the way that these kids think, is that we don't want to hear the old shit. We want to hear the new shit. Yeah. So that's why Ultra Festival is Ultra, because the DJs, who are the artists, come in and they play their new shit. 
by the time it gets to the videos and the in the commercials in the in the Apple Music and everybody already know about it. They like now nah, who's the other person that we come to see because they are the culture. So you talking about people who want to rap about being rich and being that and they don't ever rap about the struggle. They was already at the struggle. You just got to them by the time they start rapping about rich shit when they got some money. You saying they used to talk about the struggle. What are you saying? Right. They were on a vibe. By the time it got to you, OG millennial, it was already owed to the tastemakers of the music business. Not that part. That's not what I'm really saying. What I'm saying is whatever's on the radio right now, the majority of it is luxurious topics. That's but, all I'm talking about. Okay, so, don't then, have to, so then you missed the point where I said by the time it got to radio, it was already old and don't nobody want to hear that shit no more. Radio's a fucking dinosaur. By the time it gets to radio, I'm who saying can't? radio. Radi by the time it gets to radios, it's for OG millennials. Yeah, I'm just saying radio. All by the time it gets to radio, it's for OG millennials. By the time it gets to the streaming service, because you have $5.99 or $6.99 to pay to stream, it's already old to the tastemaker. I have SoundCloud on my phone. You just said SoundCloud was old and one shit. I didn't say SoundCloud. You, do you listen to SoundCloud? Yes, right. Okay. I'm on SoundCloud. Okay. Follow culture. Follow us on SoundCloud. So oh, since la, you're la, on, la, la, why are you on SoundCloud? Because exactly what you said, how why? folks can't afford iTunes and um. And so therefore they can go listen to it for free. Right. Just like YouTube. Right. 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 All right, now. Not because I stepped back and I really look and study this shit. Like it took me days to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's, 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 I'm like, how are these little niggas popping up in different places and I don't know about them. I can't see them. I can't it's oversaturated. get to them. It's going to be some new dudes this year, all that. Since it's oversaturated and it's always going to be new dudes, mm -hmm. what's the difference between somebody coming up and the big artist right now? Somebody, somebody coming up in a big artist right now? Yeah, what's the difference between somebody uh, the coming big up The big artist has a loyal following. Someone coming up may have their own loyal following, but the big artists get more exposure. They, everything they do, it, it, it gets the exposure. Why? The upcoming artist is still trying to gain that. Why? Why, which part? Why are the big artists getting more exposure than the little artists just coming up? Because uh, the world seems to be like high school, and popularity is everything. <laughs> Ooh, I hope y'all still taping. Let me explain something to you. When these kids get on SoundCloud, right? They don't have no money, no nothing. Regardless, let's even let's let's take right now Lil Nas X, right? Old Town Road been out for a year and some change. Even you can say Blueface. I was playing Blueface record for a whole year and a half before it even got to the point. Old Town Road been out for a year and some change. So what happened was is the numbers seem to have went up. Popularity. So now that that the the tastemakers are watching this video. Now how did it get in front of you? Because secretly, like more than half of these motherfuckers that are artists have record deals. Y'all just don't know it. And they and the labels tell them don't say nothing about it. Like we hear little baby like, oh, I'm independent. And, Nigga, no, you're not. You got four labels before you got four labels before you get to your money. You got QC, Capital, Motown, Watts, some other shit that you want. It's four niggas before you see your money. 
So what happens is, is that the tastemakers have already got on the free shit, YouTube, SoundCloud, and then there's somebody sitting back there. They have machines for this shit to look at numbers. You know what, Lil Nas X, let me take you, boom. And so now, secretly, we gonna put that budget behind you, bang. You think fucking Billy Ray Cyrus got in there just cause? No, they paid for that shit to be in front of your face. Just like 6ix9ine, they paid for 6ix9ine and Trippy Red to be in front of your face and you just didn't even fucking know it. And you wanna know why? Cause he signed to somebody named Elliot Grange. Elliot Grange is the son of Lucian Grange. Lucian Grange is the CEO of Universal Music. Guess what two artists are signed to Lucian and Elliot? 6ix9ine and Trippy Red. So if you thought that they're industry plants, alongside with some artists from Miami that are industry plants. I won't say no names. You won't? Oh, no. It's right in front of your face. You just ain't, you just ain't looked at it. Oh, hmm. Sound like, hmm, okay. Wow. I, I just really want to pick your brain another episode. Wow. I just, I just <laughs> gave y'all a bunch of free game. Time to talk. Okay, now, because you, you Ryan, you're trying to school me and stuff, but you got to be, popularity is everything. You know that. Yeah, of course it is. But why wouldn't it be? You, you're not gonna be a, you're, you're not gonna be an unpopular popping artist. And let's not say talent, because there's a lot of people who cannot sing, and there's a lot of people who don't make great music that have enough budget to be put in front of your face, to make you like it. Music has always been about repetition. Period. It's repetition every time. That's when the radio plays your shit. You hear, you, when you be on the radio, you're like, man, I just heard this an hour ago. Repetition, repetition. I don't even listen rep to it when they do that mess. When, when people did listen to radio and you didn't have, streaming is still a baby. Okay. So they put it in front of your face over and over and over again. They play it over and over again. I know you've heard a song that you didn't like, but once you've heard it so much, you're like, oh shit, well, I do kind of like this song. Time. It's money, it's budget, no more, no less. There's a lot of people with talent, depending on what you think is talent, that haven't made it. And the, it, but that's been since the beginning of time. It's always been commercial. Like, did it's you? It's worse now. It's like hype it's, beats. It's, it's, the industry is it's, hype beats. Who got the hype? Okay, let's back. It's up. not worse now because we had records like before you OG Millennium. We had records like JJ Fad Supersonic. You had records like Duh Huh Duh Huh. What about uh, Supersonic? You that, know, that's like my oldest sister age. But what about right? Supersonic? So that was commercial. Supersonic. Oh shit. That's hip hop. That's a certain kind of hip hop, sir. That is a certain kind of hip hop. Man, that's OG stuff. Listen. You see what I'm saying? Because it was the culture, the taste making for where you was at. So you can't call these young kids whack and you like JJ Fat. Hold on. A lot of the young kids Tone, are whack. I did not say they are whack. Tone I'm low. Trying to make it sound like an old chick. Nah, because. Because what I'm saying. I said they should be talking. I said the, the topics, they, they stay on the luxurious topics. They're not talking about. But I'm, you're talking about talent. And JJ Fad, Super Saga, I, I love the song. But let's not just sit here and say, like, say Tone Loke, Master Ace, and fucking Sir Mix a Lot were just the most rappingest ass niggas in hip hop. First of all, you're going back too far. Okay. okay what, what, what year you, you want to go? 
What, what, oh, what year I want to do? What, what age? Yeah. I like the 2000s till okay. like 2011. Let's just say when I'm out of college, when I'm in college, who's popping or about to be popping? Wiz, uh, Wale, J. Cole, um, Currency, of course, uh, you know, Kendrick. Like, I'm a day one Kendrick fan when he's not even, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's who's popping 2011-ish like that. So you like hip-hop, hip-hop, hip-hop. I like a lot of the. Cause like, there was I a, have a ratchet side, but you don't. I don't want to hear the ratchet all the time, like. But then you're just sitting here and telling me that people don't rap about enough street shit. Yeah, we need some. Hold on. When I say street, that means all the kind of things that 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 is associated with the street. You you losing your microphone, girl. Come on. Look, he a professional. <laughs> he a professional. <laughs> hey. I'm gonna interview you. <laughs> Listen, listen. <laughs> oh, we're gonna move on because he is hilarious. Like, for real. If you want to be a real host, listen. All right, so <laughs> how did you get? Because we could debate about all No, this yeah, stuff we can. And that's what hip hop connoisseurs but do. But I love people it. Love, I love it. People love the culture and do shows at the spot. They, You can always debate with somebody like that, and it can be healthy and great. But by the way, I did want to say the tastemakers, because they're young, I just call them the youngest and they're the majority of the market, mm -hmm. they're not the culture only. They're just the ones in their prime. That, but that is all. Well, nah, you the one in your prime. Influencers, I like that. <laughs> what? What you <laughs> hey, no, uh-uh, what he said? <laughs> I'm gonna run this back. <laughs> I'm gonna run this back. You a hey, you sure you ain't from 305? You got a slick mouth like a Miami dude. Oh, shit. Oh, man. You an Aries? Nah, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh. Yeah. I guess. All right, now, how did you get the alias Wolf of South Beach, or did you come up with that yourself? Um. Did you love the movie Wolf of Wall? So, I, before that tagline, it was, I called myself the trendsetter before that tagline. Because that was it. Um. In anything that you do in business, you have to reinvent yourself. So, the Wolf of South, the, I'm so used to saying my own shit. The Wolf of Wall Street, it was when I had seen the trailer for it. And I'm, I'm into like the kind of like biography, video, like movies of other people's lives. And I was like, yo, this is the shit. And, um, I had seen the trailer, and I was trying to think of a new mixtape, a name of a mixtape that I was going to bring out. And I was like, fuck it, The Wolf of South Beach. Because I was like, nobody's seen this movie yet. I barely, people probably haven't even seen this trailer yet. So I was like, yeah, let me do that. Bing. And then Puff had called me on my phone. He was like, whatever shit that you Puff. just posted, that name, you need to stick to that tagline. And I just stuck to the tagline. And by the time I kept posting and kept posting it, it was like other people were calling themselves like the wolf of whatever city yeah, that they was it. in. Yeah. But I was the first one to really start that because I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I wanted the movie to, you know, I started the tagline before it came out. And then when I came out with my second mixtape, it was like Game of Thrones was on its way to being popping. Mm. So I used the wolf and the throne as one of my other mixtapes. You watch Game of Thrones? Of course. Yes, it sucked the last episode. Since y'all talking about it on the timeline, That's like, okay. get over it, okay. We get yeah. it, you watch it. Yeah, it. that eight years hurt my life. Then, look, I'd be like, I'd be like, Game of Thrones, then I'd be like, G-O-T, God, oh, that's still Game of Thrones? Yeah. Okay. Game of Thrones. Now, look, 
GLT. What'd you say? <laughs> now, would you... Um, so, you consider yourself an artist as well? Um, I think we all have a bit of artistry within us. Okay, but you've never made a song, well, the word made, but created a song, a solo song for yourself? Yeah. You um, I did. Is it on iTunes? Yeah, I did. I put out a whole album. Where? Yeah, it got Lil Wayne on there. Like, got, how long? Oh, no, no, no. I know you put out I, albums. I re-put re that like, out. Did you put out a project? Because, okay, the albums you have, is like, you're like putting all these artists together, and it's, it makes a whole visual and a whole project. But did you ever, like, try to come out as yourself? Like, without... Like, you mean me being a rapper? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I can't rap. No, 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 I can't. Oh. I first I grew up in the suburbs, so I already talked too proper as it is. So now nah, I can't rap. Um, so you ain't even you never tried to do that. No, but okay. make records. Yes, I make records because I have ideas in my brain, and then I'll go call a producer in order to get it done. Like I can't produce a record, but one time I was listening to Luther, and then I was just going through a Luther album. And I was like, shit, I want to sample these two, and I was like, oh shit. Um, it'd be good to bring back for the OG millennials like yourself and then for the OGs to do to sample a Luther sample which I came out with uh, a record called Got Me Crazy with K. Michelle Ross and Fab. I heard that. That was nice. So that was all the records that I do I come up with the ideas as far as beats I come up with the ideas as far as hooks I come up with the ideas as far as what artists sound good on those records. Oh. Which you know. Did you jump to one of my questions. So oh, you have. That's you, how you pick them. Yeah, you just have to have the ear on. What do you What do you think that sounds good? Okay. Yeah. Um. You have a lot of heavy oh, yeah. hitters from. I mean, just even, every area and territory. Yeah. Just even, when I, because I did that, I remastered and put it out. But I did that. I did that album probably like four years ago, and I have a girl on there. Her name is Agnes Monica, and um, Timbaland produced the beat. And it was just like when I put it out, everybody was like, "Who the fuck is that?" Not knowing that. She's, she would be like the Britney Spears of like Indonesia. But now, a couple years ago is now when they're just starting to understand who Agnes Mo is, is because she just started to come over to America. I mean, she sells out arenas in Asia, hands down. I mean, and even on the album, Denzel Curry was on that album before they got popular. Kodak Black was on that album before they got popular. There was a lot of people on that album that I seen from a long time ago that took them three, four, five years in order to get to that point. So you have all these collaborations on the album. Mm -hmm. Like everybody get their royalties? Now you're asking too much. <laughs> cool. You got to no, get a little No, tea. actually, no, they didn't. Nobody got nothing. Um, and that's why it came out. Five, four or five years ago. That's why I just, it was only a mixtape on the internet. Oh, okay, okay. I, oh, mixtape, mixtape. Yeah, I um, kind of slipped that on the paid platforms. Like should, we, should we keep this a secret? Should no, hey, if they're going to take it down, take it down. But they ain't caught, they ain't, ain't nobody worried about it because they know it's so old. They tried to, like, even with the Kevin Gates record that I put out, they tried to. They tried to do the same shit when I came out with the, um, when I dropped the record with, um, what's that kid? Y&W Melly, which was somebody else that I tried to bring to um, Rock Nation, and they turned Child. it down. But, yeah, they, <laughs> they ripped that shit off the internet quick. Wow. I mean, off of YouTube, everything. Okay, now, um, 
people like Troy Ave and Tank from. I heard the song with Troy Ave. I'm like, Troy Ave? Like, I haven't heard him in a long time. Like, I mean, I did that shit five years ago. You did say So that. it was that when Troy Ave was at his height. Still, oh, wow. Before all the jail shit, before all that, I mean, he was at his height. Do you work every week on South Beach or? No. Um, if I'm here, I'm there probably like maybe two, three days out of the week. That's a lot. Uh, give or take. I mean, but that, I used to be there from Sunday to Sunday. Is South Beach shallow when it comes to people getting into their clubs? What do you know about it? Because I know you're not a bouncer, but I know you uh, know something. I think that, and I'm going to speak for all clubs. I'm going to get there. I already know what you want. I think that, I think that colorism plays a big play in all clubs. I think in... Um, in a lot of South Beach clubs, I think that the lighter your crowd is, is the more sexy. And the darker your club is, is the more hood, but you're still playing on shit. So, I've wa- and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying all the clubs, but most of the clubs, I've watched them turn around black women because of colorism and I've watched the shift happen because EDM is no longer a thing. Oh, it's not. Right. EDM, remember there was once upon a time where we had EDM and all the clubs play their EDM shit and then we had our own hip hop club. Right. Now that EDM is not a thing anymore, all clubs are playing hip hop. Mm. So now since every club is playing hip hop, you have to try to divide us again somewhere by making it seem like the more lighter or Hispanic or white your club is while playing hip hop is the more sexier party than being at somewhere all black that plays hip hop. Why do you think that is other than going back to slavery? But in, in I mean, yeah, going, going like, back to slavery, of course. But I mean, that's, that's just in general. Even, even when it comes to music, it's the same thing. Colorism is a thing. In, in music, period. definitely. Cause, yeah. In life. It just is what it is. But, all right, I will say this. I was on South Beach years ago while I'm in college. Like, and a friend, she's light-skinned. Um, she invited me to come along with her as well as two other girls. Let's just say um, this was for club play. And let's just say uh, the promoter guy she was very close with or he looks out for her or whatever like that. Um, he said, okay, and so we were in line and he was like, y'all line up like this though. Now, I didn't think much of it at first and then a couple of minutes passed but I'm like, hold on. We either are because you know, cute and ugly is subjective. We either are going from, lined up from cutest to not so cute, to, or this that's is a lighter to darker thing. That's an option, that's an option. Because I was second to last. And that's an option, ugly. that's an option. And so, also weight is an option. Just like that girl who got on the internet and was like, oh, Future said that, that we couldn't get into a story because we were too fat. And I'm like, all these blogs that picked that shit up, I'm like, yo, you know how fucking stupid that sounds? Like, Future is going to be like, yo, you fat girl, you can't get in the club because you're fat. I don't want... You think they're going to stop a whole club from letting some big girls in the club? No. The promoter oh, I get it. that you 
had your hookup with or whatever, the promoter was like, nah. And then instead of to not make himself look bad, he was like, oh, Future doesn't want any more fat girls in here. Or not fat girls, but oh, you know, you because Future said, no, nigga, that was all you. So it hits the internet and everybody's like, oh, it's fat shaming and this and that. Like, no. So would that change? Do you think that can change? Or do you think the answer to that is don't go where you're not welcome? Because we can make it popular. I always think, and this is how I live, period. And that's at any club, restaurant, hotel, venue. I only go to places that I'm celebrated at. Okay. Now, I have to ask, you know, because we're political a little bit too. I don't know if you shocked about that. But um, an abortion ban is coming across a lot of different states. Um... Are you pro-life or pro-choice? I'm pro-black. Damn right. Do you know why I said that? I think I may know. I'm pro-black because the only reason why they're banning abortion is to increase the white population so black population doesn't take over the next 10 to 15 years. That's exactly what it is. No more, no less. And because black, I think white women are like at 49 or 49, 39, 49% of all abortions. So they're stopping that. No more, no less. It has, it, period. You know, uh, just a little fact on the side, black women have a super higher chance. I forgot, like it's like times four or higher chance of dying while giving birth than yeah, white be, women? because the doctors don't take black women in their, when they say that they're in pain seriously. I ain't got to tell this man nothing. He watches everything. He's serious about that. I mean, my mom's a doctor, so that's been going on forever. Wow. That, that's crazy to me. Something got to be done. Someone actually told me before. Nah, I get deep about that. Nah, say it. Nah. Okay. But someone suggested I have a black doctor because you never know what a person of another race, but really, you know, um, may feel about black people and what they could be telling you or not telling you to help your situation. That's with anybody, though. I don't necessarily think that's a black doctor or a white doctor or Indian doctor or Asian doctor. I think, I think... Um, oh, yeah, that's you. <laughs> I, think, I think Western medicine all in itself is mm. fucked up. He, ta- he attacking the medical field, period. Now... Are you single? Very. <laughs> no, you know, some people kind of shy away from that answer. Very. Hmm. I was engaged to get married once upon a time. That didn't work out. Why didn't that work out? A lot of shit happened. What if she was the wrong pick? Hmm. You were toxic? Yeah, well, you wasn't ready. No, I just let... Somebody um, cheating too much. The other no, person don't just, like the cheating. I, I let... I let them tell their story, oh. and then I say nothing. Okay. I like hey. I like, I like no, how you, he handled you, things. No, because, pe- because people are going to have their own narrative on however that they want to have that it. That is true. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, with everything that was going on with me in that situation, I let that narrative be that narrative. Because if it would take me too long to explain that situation to a million plus people. But if that's what you took from it, then that's what you take from it, period, point blank. I can't, ch- once you already know what it is, I can't change your mind. Either you're gonna think I'm this way, or you're gonna think I'm that way. As long as you was being honest. 
No, I'm being, I'm being serious. But if you would... Well, were you honest with how if you feel you, or whatever? If you think for a million years that some shit like that would happen to me and nobody didn't tell a lie, I feel bad for you. So I let people control their own narrative. What kind of girls do you... What kind of women do you usually go after? What's your type? Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, that's subjective. There's no... I there's, might think someone's beautiful. No, you there's, might say, nah, she ain't even no, up to there's, the standard. No, there's... There, I find beauty in everybody. There's no colorism in me. I'll... Like, well... I'll date the darkest of dark women if she's beautiful to me, and I'll date the lightest of light women if she's... If I think that she's beautiful That skin to tone. Me. Can her feet be 12 feet? No. Um, that depends on if Everything I'm... Everything else. Bang it. If I... It depends on if what the purpose is. If I'm trying to breed an athlete and you got 12 feet, then I'll be like, all right, you let's need do a show. it. <laughs> you need to be a mystery. All right. Now, wow. Iceberg, okay, he had a post this week. I don't know if you saw it. Let's talk about some Florida stuff right quick. His post was something along the lines. It was like a meme that said, no... No other place have better chicks than Miami chicks. It didn't say that verbatim, but it was something like that. I've seen it. Now, that's a strong statement to make. But what do you think? Do Miami have the baddest chicks? Now, you've done been, he done named too many places. Do you I, done been around the world and back. I think it, it all depends on what you're looking for. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, if, I think if you're looking more on a, and I'm not saying that Miami does not have this. I'm just saying at a larger Scale. scale. If you're looking for a black woman with a job and professional and da da da, and probably uh -huh. made six figures, then you probably want, would want to take your ass to DC or Houston. True that. You see what I'm saying? All them, most of them women out there have government jobs. They making six figures. Da da da. If you, I mean, it all depends on what you're looking for. Like when I, when I think of Miami women, I think that you have a diverse culture. Of a lot of, of of a lot of different type of women that you have to figure out if you're gonna deal with it or not, because there's a lot of culture there's a lot of cultural barriers between whomever you're gonna date if they're not the same culture as you. Just because, like, you're Haitian, okay. So if I would date a Haitian girl, I don't know much about the Haitian culture, food, and uh, uh, same you thing with Dominican. I think, I, think, I think that's important. I think age is important because there's some things that. Very. I think age is important because there's some things that we can't, we're just not going to relate to if we five to ten years apart. There's certain shit we can't remember. Like, you remember this? She'd be like, no, nigga, I was 12. We'd be like, oh, you're 25 now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Like, people that's in the early 20s, like, Really? There's when were they born? Like there's, there's nothing that we Damn can... Damn there, they were almost born in 2000. There's nothing that we can do with each other. All we're doing is fucking and trying to find a common ground if you're that much <laughs> younger than me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, but if you could, if you could, if somebody, if God said, pick a city that if has the baddest to, women. And I'm not going to be PC with this shit because I'm sitting in front of this camera and I live in Miami. If I had to be a thousand percent honest, of what I think the baddest women collectively reside. Collectively. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pick Houston. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I can't argue with that. You, you spent a lot of time in Houston, or you also see on social media? No, I spent a lot of time in Houston. Okay. 
in the comments, I will say Houston was a competition for Miami because, of course, he's a Miami artist, so a lot of Miami people right. were on there. Right. But even Miami people, some of them might have even mentioned Houston. Houston. Who else was in comment? Cali, but I don't care about Cali. Cali is fake. It depends on where you're going in Cali. You, let's not judge a whole state. Okay, you're right, because sometimes a homegrown Cali girl, she already look like she mixed with everything. You know, you, but you know Cali's about ha almost half the size of the west coast of this country, right? Let's not generalize a whole state because of what you see on Instagram. That could be L.A. No, since we was younger, the little movies and stuff. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, you got fake noses and all that. Anyway, all oh, right. Looks like we got a rap. What, we got an hour? Now, okay, tell us what you have. Okay, we heard about um, your artists that you represent. Yep. Now, we talked about your tape that you put out yep. um, with a gang of artists on the heavy hitters that you guys should check out. Yep. It's definitely Summer Vibes, okay? It's old, it, but it's, it, you yeah, can still but bump it. It, it hit cool. for Summer. It's, it's a little vibe. <laughs> so, what, do you, what else do you have planned um, this year? Because you, um, you was, I don't know, you was in L.A. looking like you're doing big stuff. Like I that. may or may not have a record with Sweetie Kabai and the City Girls. I may or may not have a record with Young Dolph. Um, Exclusive. I may or may, may, or not, may not have a record with a lot of people. Okay. Um, but at this point, is what I do is even though I have some records with artists, I give them to my artists. I may or may not have a record with Chris Brown and Wale. Mm. Ooh, both of them. May we need that. Not. Nah, it's, that's gonna come. Mm. Yeah. Well, How does a person that feels he has talent and has what it takes to be in the industry? How do they get an A&R like you to uh, get you, your attention? You just gotta be serious about your craft. Like you, if it's what you wanna do, then put, put your money where your mouth is and do what the fuck you gotta do. You know what I mean? So it's like, I've been doing this for a long time. So, I mean, it was times where I was broke and ain't have shit. And there was times where I had to make a lot of sacrifices and do a lot of shit for free. And it was a lot of times, like even with that, you know, that Wolf of South Beach album that you had, I spent almost uh, like 90s, a little bit over $90,000. It wasn't, it wasn't to put out a body of music for people to listen to. It was for me to understand the music business. I would have paid that going to school. So, that is true. Which developed into, you know, having a label deal and doing Salt, which is my consultant company, and a bunch of other shit. And now you can't take advantage of me for knowing the music business. So know the music business, fucking spend your money, do what you do, and don't get discouraged because shit take time and shit take years. Definitely like, do. Even with the, the song I did with uh, Trey Songs, Ty Dolla Sign, and Tory Lanez, like, nigga, it took me two years. As a matter of fact, no, that record's two and a half years old. First off, I just put it out four, three months ago, and it took me another two years to even get a verse from Trey. Because people aren't coming together anymore, right? They like just sitting in there. It's, it's not that. It's everybody got shit to do. Yeah. So if you got shit to do, you working on your own project, you doing this, you doing that, you doing this, you doing that, you doing this. Like, I say you have to, I'm king of follow-up. Like, you followed up with me? I'm king of follow-up with everything. Like, it's, that's just how the music business goes. Like, it mm. just, it is what it is. So, follow up on everything, every day. Okay. Well, you uh, schooled me a lot today, but... Uh, Young OG Millennial. We're going to go... <laughs> we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Do I see myself doing another project with Khaled? 
How'd you know I did a project with Khaled? Did you know that? Oh, um. Khaled is so out of here. He's just a different, he's it's different. That's a level that, it's a different level. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a, you're doing records with Jay-Z, Beyonce, Chris Brown, consecutively and you're on, you've been doing <laughs> it for over 10 yeah. years. He's, he's a friend of mine, but, but we'll, that wouldn't help him out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, That's I, really what it'd be like right. now. It's like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Could I, could I get a drop from him or some other shit or some promo from him? Yeah, sure. But to do a well, whole collective. Like, when I, when I did that project with Khaled, I was, I've been here for 10 years, so that was, shit, almost 15 years ago. And I've known Khaled through radio for al almost 15, 16 years. Y'all been in this, man. All right, well. I've been, I've been in this game almost longer than you've been alive. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he made me tell him. All right. All right, let's do the math. I've been, I've been, in, I've been in the music business for 21 years. I'm brown grown. I said almost as long as you've been alive. Nope. <laughs> Okay. See? You know, I think you're an OG millennial. You no. just hit the mark. I think so. No. I uh, know. I think, yeah, we, I think I we think are like in the millennial. Man. Yeah, I think you are. So, anyway, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up because, uh, boy, he is, he's, he, all right. <laughs> so, um, you guys go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube subscribe. channel. Subscribe. Yes, please do so. And, that's it with Foxtel with Fola Culture with the wolf of South Beach, DJ Efezi. Peace. Fola. 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 Fola